You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Bengals fans are amazing. They're resilient, they're tough, but they're fun. And I'm I'm really excited to hopefully meet a lot a lot more of you. Isaac has the big game. Then we became a real balanced offense for the playoff run, which I thought was really important. He put on the greatest route running exhibition I have ever seen in my life. He was he was football twenty four seven, and that was the greatest part of of Chad. Times at times the early part, I would tell him when we were throwing deep passes, I said, "Don't wait too long." You know, because I'm going to get away. He ain't going to have the arm to get there. So, you know, I want to run to the ball, you know. Well, Duke, it looks like Duke's in a waiting room. I don't want to keep Duke waiting. He gave us a very limited amount of time. I know he's a busy, busy man. Duke, what's going on, big dog? How you doing, buddy? Jim, how are you, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, hey. I'm real busy. I'm sitting on my porch. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> I'll have a little drink going on there. You know, Joe Burrow has played in big games his entire life. And I would think you will be a steady hand at the at the at the bow of the ship, and uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they take them all the way to the Super Bowl. I really wouldn't. Do it. Welcome, everybody, to, believe it or not, the 99th episode of Talking Football with Bengal Jim and Friends. And, James, we're missing somebody again. Where's he at? Our favorite Canadian. We don't know if he's topless or has got the tank top on tonight. He's completing his CFL draft in the, the province of Ontario. No, he's doing a, an NFL draft against people that think Randall Cunningham's still in the league. Um, let's see. Who else? Chris hey, Carter. Hold on, hold on. I think I think Jamie, Jamie said he was going to draft Doug Flutie with his number one pick. So I think so. So he's uh, picking on his poor Canadian brethren up there. Hopefully, we'll have him on in a little bit. So stay tuned. I know a lot of yeah. people tune in just to see Jamie. So just bear with us. He'll be on. <laughs> yeah, I think Tom sent uh, his top ten draft picks for the Canadian draft uh, already to to Jamie. So. I made a, poli- a couple of polite suggestions. I don't know. If- he doesn't need me. You know, he was champion up there last year. I don't know what that says, but he was champion up there last year. Oh, Lord. Guys, we had a ton of stuff to get to. We're going to have a rapid-fire session for the next 60 minutes. 8.05, we got the charity duck race. we got uh, Tony the Tiger coming on with the Make-The-Wish people. 100 ducks, over $5,000 raised. We'll get to that charity duck race really quickly. At 8.20, we're going to get in some extreme detail about the tailgate Sunday stuff you're going to want to hear, going to want to know before you come down Sunday. At 8.30, we have Malik Wright, uh, one of our one of our favorite guests we, we've had on multiple times. This guy's really good. So 
we'll talk about the season and uh, everything with him. But I guess right off the bat, let's welcome our friends uh, from Cincy Jungle. Uh, these guys, uh, there's a lot of folks uh, watching and viewing on that Facebook group uh, right now. So we appreciate the folks from Cincy Jungle. And uh, Tom, we got a – there's our Cincy Jungle folks. Uh, Tom, we have uh, on the date in Bengal history, September 6, 1968. This is almost too easy, but go ahead and give us everybody on the screen. Tell everybody right now what that date means. The very first uh, Bengals game against the San Diego Chargers in San Diego. But do you remember what was unique about that game, Jimmy? Uh, the Bengals took the first drive and marched all the way down the field and scored a touchdown. Right. But that, that game was played on scared. a Friday night. Yeah. The game was played on a Friday night, and despite the loss, uh, the legendary coach Paul Brown was not hard on the team at well. He was proud of their effort, and uh, Paul Brown was actually very patient with with the the early the AFL Bengals. He was trying to build something, and and he really was. He just unfortunately had some injury problems with some some draft picks, namely Greg Cook. But he yeah. was well on his way to to building the machine that he was looking for. Yeah. Another on this date in Bengal history, and I can't get anything by Tom, but tonight was an easy one. It was a layup for Tom. Yeah. Also, I want to just remind everybody, Thursday night, uh, the Ken Anderson Alliance has a huge fundraiser uh, going on. Uh, at some point during the show, Caleb will, in the chat area, will put the link in there. There's still tickets available. Uh, there's uh, different packages you can buy, but there's a Ken Anderson, uh, a, a specific Ken Anderson bourbon uh, that I had never seen before autographs there's gonna be all kinds of things going on at that that fundraiser thursday night so uh be prepared for for that that link in the chat area and i think that was also kind of the cover uh of that uh that event there uh also ruler of the jungle guys we've got the first announcement we've been waiting for this and tom i think they did a hell of a job with this one right they nailed it dave lapham mr bengal himself uh you know probably deserves to be on the ring of honor twice is a legendary broadcaster and a fantastic player, none other than Bob Johnson. And this is quite a compliment when you, you know, played in our franchise with Max Montoya. But Bob Johnson insisted that Dave Lapham is the greatest guard in Bengals history. So I know, Jimmy, you and I have talked, and when we put the all-time Bengals team together, we, we had Dave starting. So he's first team all Bengal. Quick question for you, Tom. What school did he go to? Somewhere in uh, – you know, I don't remember. That's one you stumped me on, but I can tell you he's from Massachusetts. He's from <laughs> Massachusetts and attended Syracuse University. Okay. No, I do, also, I do, I do recall that. Yes, he did. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that was clear to everybody. And and Caleb, if you can put, pop that graphic back on um, for one second, we want to thank our buddy Dalton. Um, that was from his social media page, as always, does awesome work. So thank you, Dalton, for your uh, wonderful graphic work and uh, showing our man, the ruler of the jungle. And the other tidbit that kind of goes along with this, we just talked about what position he played and, and what's our record when that offensive line's ruler of the jungle. We haven't lost Tom. We're undefeated, undefeated with the offensive line. As a matter of fact, they need to line up, line them up the whole, whole year. I don't care who they get in there. And I'll, some I'll have, and a, some have said every week, by his chassis specs, some said Bengal Jim classifies with an offensive lineman. So we'll add him. We'll add him to. We'll add him to that. Uh, I was asked before. I was asked when they made that call, Jim. Please tell me you played offensive line. Like, matter of fact, in middle school, 
I was an offensive lineman and a defensive end. So, yes, I, I qualified as an offensive lineman. We're undefeated. undefeated. An Iron Man, both sides yeah. of the field. Hey, uh, also today, uh, the ribbon cutting uh, for Paycor Stadium uh, took place, guys. Uh, and, and I don't know if you've seen it. We may not have this picture ready, but you see Elizabeth and Mike, my Elizabeth Blackburn, Mike Brown, uh, city officials there, uh, Paycor uh, officials uh, for the ribbon cutting. But the picture on top of Paycor, on the side, there's the East Club Lounge. There's another picture I don't think we had ready, but no big deal. It's They have Paycor on the top of the, the canopy level at, at the stadium. It's pretty sharp. So, we get those uh, those flybys and those flyovers and stuff. Uh, the camera views are going to be outstanding uh, with Paycor Stadium on the top of the of the canopy there. And kudos to incorporating that in. I think that um, that East Lounge looks great. How they um, did that, as you mentioned, planes fly over. Um, as we know, that's almost near the the CVG lot. Well, they'll go over downtown. You'll see that from whatever they're at ten thousand feet as they uh, approach uh, CVG. So um, I think they did a good job of. Um, incorporating all that in and i'm sure we'll see some more additions as uh yeah. as the season goes and they get everything ordered all right we're already a couple minutes behind but we've got to do a couple a couple more quick things here so i'm going to show you guys a picture an image here that a buddy of mine uh stephen thomas took and uh it, it is a one of a kind that is the exact moment after the victory uh over the raiders for the first bengals playoff win in 30 plus years uh, it is a dynamic, beautiful photo. He has a couple of them, but uh, let's go ahead and bring uh, Caleb. If you could bring Steven on now, if you could, if you can find him in. I know we got a lot of people in the waiting room. Steven, what's going on, man? Welcome. Hey, Jim. Thank you for having me. All right, I'm going to pop this picture back up. Uh, but dude, this this is one of the most amazing picks I've ever seen. So uh, you were donating for every one of these picks sold thirty five dollars to the Ken Anderson Alliance. I know you already sold a few. You're going to be down to tailgate this weekend. But can you tell the story? I'm going to have this picture up uh, as you're telling a story. But I, I wanted Stephen to share, first of all, thirty five dollars for every picture that he sells goes to the Ken Anderson Alliance. He's given us tracking on this the whole nine yards. But uh, the story behind this picture is even such a cool story. I wanted everybody to hear this story. So, Stephen, if you could, buddy, tell us about that. Yeah, so I knew there would be national coverage. Um, so th that photo you're looking at is actually shot from two different buildings um, at River Center. So I was on the one on the left side that faces Paul Brown. Um, I was on the one on the right side. And so I knew the game was going on. I had no comps at the time, uh, if it was the end of the game or whenever. And with that being said, I was on the side that faces the farthest side of Great American. Um, went in, changed the lenses, set up my tripod, took about 10 minutes, took my time because it was a little cold. I come out on the side of that building where Paul Brown is and um, laid my tripod down and maybe 45 seconds pass. And I got the first group of fireworks when they caught the interception. So I was like, okay, what's going on here? So what a minute passes and then before I know it, I got a whole string of fireworks going around and uh, essentially caught lightning in a bottle, which if I was inside for 11 minutes, I probably would have missed it. Um, change of lenses. It's just crazy. So uh, Caleb, at some point in the chat area, we'll put a link in there. If you want to look at some of the photos that were taken that night, go ahead and click on that, that, uh, that link. It takes you directly to one of the squares that Steven set up for us. There's multiple pictures in there. That one right here is uh, by far my my favorite one, catching the entire lit up downtown uh, Cincinnati uh, with the fireworks going off because everybody knows 
whether you were at that game or not, where you were, what you were doing, the Bengals, when those fireworks were going off, I know I was crying and hugging every stranger I could get a hold of, the boys, the family. So you captured a moment in Cincinnati football history, Stephen, that is uh, that will never be forgotten. I, and I think you used the term lightning in a bottle. I think you hit it right on the nose, buddy. <laughs> yeah, the one thing with that, Jim, too, and you would attest because you have two prints, um, it essentially looks like an AK TV. So it's yeah. not a print where you – two of the photos you'll see, the one with the, uh, the fireworks on my iMac, I can almost make out jersey numbers. The one without the fireworks, I can almost make out people's faces. So the details are, it's not just a photo, it's it, its really extreme. Awesome. So the link's in there, guys. So if you want to order one of those, uh, it look good in your man cave, at the office, wherever you want it. The, the cool thing about it, Steve's going to give us updates throughout the year, where we stand on this and how much money is going to the Kim Anderson Alliance. But it is a one-of-a-kind uh, print. Nobody has that pick from that view. Uh anywhere so it's it's you're going to see this 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 print across the city and across the region in different places i guarantee you but steve we appreciate it buddy it means a lot and we'll oh, see no, you down thank you sunday. thank you we'll see you down there sunday right, right? sounds all right, great buddy. Jim, thanks, yeah. man. thanks again buddy thank you Good day. all right all right so cool, steve and so gosh man we got a lot of stuff we got 11 minutes in we already knocked out all this stuff so i guess let's let's Man, there's a lot of people right now in the in the in uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube watching this, man. And I know a lot of people are watching. They want to see that duck race. So let's go ahead and uh, bring on Tony the Tiger, and let's let's get this duck race knocked out. And we're going to bring on the people for Make a Wish in a little bit as well. Tony, what's going on, buddy? What's up, fellas? Who day? Hey, hey man. Hey, we were just talking off air prior to coming on. And like this is like the first day in like a month. Tony hasn't had on his face paint, so this is what he looks like without face paint. But uh, he did a he did a reveal for a family that was close to him. Uh, he dressed up as Tony the Tiger and spiked the football with was it a, a blue blue smoke that came out of it? It was. That was a, a lot of fun. It was the first time I've ever done anything like that. But uh, it was actually a lot of fun and enjoyable, and I really enjoyed uh, doing that for him. Got it. So Tony, tell us a little about uh, the Make a Wish this duck race, and we'll pull these guys on after the duck race. But tell, talk to us a little about what we just done and what. Uh, what's going on here with the charities that we're bringing to the table? So uh, you guys are awesome. Who day and all the fans out there, you guys uh, give, uh, keep on giving. Um, we see that. Everyone sees that. And uh, just keep up the good work. Uh, we've collected over $27,000 already this year, and our season is just starting. Uh, we do have a goal of $75,000. Uh, but as I've talked to you guys and others, um, I really think 100000 is uh, obtainable, uh, especially with the way that we've been given and the way you guys have been doing it. So, it's been a, a great ride so far. Uh, we've been able to give to eight different types of charities right now. So uh, that that's, that just keeps on growing. We got uh, over a dozen more to do over the year uh, with our tailgates, our charity duck races, and some of the events that we got going on. So it's, uh, it's really important to understand that with this charity and the work that we do here at Bengal Gym and Friends, that 100% of the proceeds go to um, the charity that we're showcasing that week. So um, it's very transparent. We keep track of everything. Uh, we have some nice Excel sheets and datas and pie charts and all kinds of good stuff that uh, uh, can reflect that. Um, so it's really nice to be able to, to do this with you guys. And one of the biggest things that we've done this year is not only, um, you know, we had an off season as well. So Bangle uh, <clears throat> Gym and Friends is now a 501c3 charity. So, so we are an organization that is uh, tax uh, deferred. So that's really good to know. Uh, we can help uh, forward the, those funds and uh, directly um, get those funds right to them charities as we need to. Um, with the scheduling and tracking, just so you guys are aware, we've we've laid out the whole year. Like I said before, we, 
we've had a preseason too. So we talk to each charity. Uh, we lay out a schedule, um, talk to these charities, not only to make sure that they're a good fit for us, but also that we're a good fit for them. So um, it's very uh, uh, transparent in what we do and uh, what we're all about. So, um, and also with our charities, you got to understand, we try to hit um, all different aspects of charity, whether it's from uh, mental health, um, scholarships, leadership, diseases, cancer. Uh, so we try to, you know, we try to spread the wealth among all of them. And these are all local and state and actual national level charities. So we are spreading the wealth across the country. Uh, now, cool. if you guys are interested um, to, to, to get us a charity, by all means, reach out to us. But like I have already said that, you know, we do have a schedule. And if we can't get you guys in this year, we'll definitely make sure we can get you uh, for next year. Before we get into the Make-A-Wish one, which we um, represented as part of this giveaway, can you tell the fans, Tony, who we're going to have um, Sunday down pregame and uh, the charity that it's going to represent? Yeah, so we have the Ken Anderson Alliance is going to be uh, at our tailgate. Um, actually, uh, part of the things that we're doing different this year is that the organization is actually going to be there in person to help out with the charities. You won't see me and my wife, Carrie. Uh, running around trying to uh, to get the money from you. We'll have uh, we'll help, of course, but we'll have the actual organization there to help uh, uh, get those funds and sell them raffle tickets or cards or whatever we decide to do. Got a lot of great uh, giveaways to give away as well as we always do at the charity. We got some Ken Anderson uh, jersey that'll be available, and we also have a signed Jamar Chase football. So uh, this should be a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So uh, I, I guess James, let's. Let's bring Tom back on and let's get to this duck race here. Let's uh, talk about the duck race, Tom. Uh, Caleb, if you can bring Tom back on for us. So, guys, we we wanted to go into this. We thought we would have a two-week stretch where we'd have to sell these ducks. We wanted to limit it to 100 ducks being sold at 50 bucks a piece. You guys raised over five grand for Make-A-Wish, uh, and, and everybody – that is watching made this happen, not just locally, national, or locally, it's national and international. People, folks have donated to this. Most people do it out of the kindness heart. A lot of people like, I want to donate to the charity, but I also want to win those damn tickets. We have two tickets donated to us uh, by TickPick, section 124, row 15, I think, seats 15, I'm sorry, row 20, section 124, uh, rows 15, I think, 16, something like that. Great seats, great seats, great seats, lower bowl, about a thousand dollar package, approximately a thousand dollar package of tickets donated to us for this charity for make a wish. And we raised over fifty three hundred dollars, guys. And that is all you guys uh, doing that. So there's a lot of people anxious about this duck race, James. So let's go ahead and get to the the biggest charity duck race we've ever done on the screen at one time. Yeah, we did. And as we promised, uh, we limited it to um, 100 ducks. So for every $50 somebody donated, they'll have um, a duck in there. Some donated 50, some did 100. I think the most was um, five uh, or 250. So they'll have um, five ducks. Let's see if we can get this in here. Let me add this to the stream. And hey, James, if I do play yes. by play, you're going to do color commentary? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna try to uh, we're gonna Let's try go. to announce uh, everybody's ducks here as they're uh, quacking down the uh, Ohio. And is everybody ready? Here we go! Let's and go. Uh, good luck! Uh, good luck to our hundred participants. And they're off from the two seventy five bridge on the Ohio River in Anderson Township, charging down. Not a lot of separation as of yet. They swing Bridget. by. 
Bridget Labine in the way. Bridget Labine up front. Rivertown Marina charging down hard. Still not really separating a whole lot. Nathan Marquis close to the post up top. Karen Fisher. Who else we got? Shelby Baxter, Bob Gebhardt, Mark Deshaun. Like As we the, always say, you don't know Middle of Ohio is awful choppy. Middle of the Ohio is awful choppy. Nobody making a move there yet. And you never want to leave early. Baby Joe Bradshaw no. in there. Let's see. Doug Hillen. All these names here. Tyler Bass. By the, second. Uh -oh. Through yeah. the East End by the Montgomery and Boathouse. It's a match race. Uh-oh. We got a duck charging. Jessica Alcock, congratulations. Yeah, as we said, you never want to leave uh, lead early. Jessica came out uh, from the back and, and took the top honor. So congratulations Jessica. Uh, to J Jessica. Jessica, please remind everybody in New Orleans that Who Day came before Who Dat. Hey, Who Day was two years before. 1981. Who dat 1983. So right. but I hope you enjoy Cajun food and uh, enjoy the Bengal wind down there. That Jessica, if you if you if you're able to get down there, I'm buying your first beignet. And, and Tony's gonna buy you a hurricane. So hey, there you go. Hurricane <laughs> coming your way. Hey, so thanks again to everybody that participated in that. And we appreciate Tick Pick for the two tickets. But most importantly, thank you for for helping make a wish. And Tony. Uh, go ahead and do let's just pull everybody on the screen right now. Let's see uh, how this works. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, you know, we did this for the Make a Wish uh, Foundation for Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana. Uh, so I got a couple individuals from that organization. We got Caroline um, and Catherine, who are actually uh, uh, Vance Associates. They've both uh, been with the company for over a year and a half. And then we also have Juliet, who uh, is an advisor board and is a five year volunteer with the organization. So if you guys don't mind, just tell us about Make-A-Wish and uh, some of the things that uh, this money will help uh, be able to help uh, do for you guys. Yeah, definitely. So first, we just wanted to thank you guys so much for having us on here and for all that money that you raise. That is so awesome. You guys should give yourself a round of applause because that's really, really incredible. So thank you so much. And so we just kind of wanted to start a little bit about who Make-A-Wish is. And so Make-A-Wish grants the wishes of children with critical illnesses between the ages of two and a half and 18. And wishes give hope, strength, and joy um, to these children and their families. And it really gives back their childhood to them. It gives just a little piece of it back. And we, that's really what we, what we do at Make-A-Wish and that we just love um, that part of our mission. And so Make-A-Wish is the largest wish granting organization and it's broken into 59 chapters across the U.S. And um, it also has 31 international affiliates. So um, we are Make-A-Wish Ohio, Kentucky and Indiana. And that chapter is kind of divided into markets. So we are the Southern Ohio region, which is the greater Cincinnati area. And um, last, our fiscal year just ended on last Wednesday and we granted 856 wishes in our entire chapter. And then um, in Southern Ohio alone, we granted 128 wishes. So we are just over the moon about that because that is actually the most wishes that has ever been granted by any chapter. So we are super excited about that. Um, and then we also kind of wanted to just talk about the wish types. So there are five different wish types. I wish to meet, I wish to be, 
I wish to have, I wish to go. And then my personal favorite, which is I wish to give. And then I just kind of want to pass it over to Catherine to talk a little bit about the wish impact and ways that you can get involved. Yeah, thanks again for having us. We are so excited to be here um, that I've never seen a duck race before. That was really exciting. So, <laughs> um, but uh, like Caroline was saying, we actually grant the most wishes out of any other chapter in the country. And we could not do that without our community. Um, so we serve local wish kids. Um, and the wish really isn't the thing that they get. And we are actually getting bagels wishes this year. Um, it's been kind of far and few in between. So it's been really cool to see the impact of this organization um, on our wish kids and the families. Um, but it isn't just the thing they, they receive. It really is about the community coming behind and rooting for a kiddo and their family and giving them that hope and strength to really battle their critical illness. Because one of the biggest misconceptions is that we are a last wish organization when actually 80% of all of our kids go on to lead big lives. And um, so you all are a part of that. So thank you so much. So you can um, check out ways that you can um, give or donate your time on okiwish.org. So you can volunteer to be a wish grantor. Um, you can volunteer just to help us out um, with events, um, local events that we have um, around the Southern Ohio area. And then we also have two boards. We have an emerging leader board for young professionals. And then we also have our advisory board, which is really made up of community leaders in the Cincinnati area who really help guide us and um, advocate for our kiddos. And Juliet is actually part of um, our advisory board. And I love that you are wearing your Bengals jersey. <laughs> it's amazing. So I'll throw it to Juliet so she can share a little bit more about her time with Mikalish. Hey guys, thanks for having us and thanks for raising all that money. That's going to help so much. The average cost of a wish is $10,000. So the $5,000 that you raised will pay for half of a wish. Um, and then our gala, we just raised $587,000. So that's a lot more wishes we're going to pay for this year. I started with Make-A-Wish as a wish grantor, and it was so rewarding and fulfilling. I've volunteered for many organizations over the years. The thing that makes Make-A-Wish different is you actually see the people that you help. These kids start out day to day, hooked up to machines with IVs, getting words from doctors that they don't understand. They're kind of scared, they're confused, they don't know what their future holds. And what you give them when you give them a wish is a chance to be a kid again. They actually can smile and laugh and play and their siblings get to be a part of it. We include the whole family in wishes. It's not just the wish kid. So for a, a very short period of time, these kids can forget about their illness and just remember what it's like to be a kid. So that's what differentiates us from other um, organizations. After being a wish grantor, I became a volunteer in the office. And then now I'm on the board because it's just one of the best things I've ever done. And if you, um, if anyone wants to be become a part of it, I can, you know, you can contact Bengal Jim, and then they can get a, get you in contact with us, and we can fix you in wherever your talents will will shine. Yeah, one of the, one of the things that I, I love so much about Make a Wish was the powerful messages and videos that you guys share on social media. Uh, but one thing that amazed me the most was a lot of these uh, uh, people that get these Make a Wish granted, they actually come back and work with you guys as a volunteer as part of the organization. Can you talk a little bit about something like that? Yeah, definitely. So someone in our office, actually, both of her daughters are wish kids. And there's a lot of people who end up coming back and just 
working at our office or just like you said, come back as volunteers. We um, we had a, an advisory board member who unfortunately moved across the country, but she was a wish kid when she was younger. And then she was able to come back and be on our advisory board and kind of lead um, lead our, our advisory board and our emerging leaders board, which was really awesome. I don't know if Catherine and Juliet have any other examples that they'd like to share. Well, we have a lot of wish moms that come back and want to give speeches to, to audiences and help raise money because they saw the impact that it had on their children. And, you know, the, the devastation that they get when they get the news for the first time that their child is sick and that they don't really know what the future holds. And then they're given their child's greatest wish, their heartfelt wish, whether it's swimming with dolphins or going to Disney World or getting a room redo or a, a place set in their backyard. You know, whatever it is, we'll make it happen. And like I said before, for that short time, they kind of forget about the illness. I mean, it never goes away but it gives them a time to celebrate and play. And they know that that impact and that positive energy really does help the entire family in those hard moments. So they wanna come back and shine that grace on other kids. Yeah, guys, I, I just, I, it, this has been, for me, uh, we've been doing charity work for many, many years, but I guess effective last year, we got deep into some of these charities that we were kind of bringing to the table for the Bengal fans. I have learned so much about different charities. And I learned so much this last two weeks, uh, kind of working through this and some of the stuff you told me today that you guys verbalized on screen today for us. These are things that I know I didn't know all this stuff. And, and the more people know, the more people understand and, and would be more giving to that. So you have a lot of people right now watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, hearing some of this stuff for the first time. And it is, it's powerful. We appreciate everything you guys are doing uh, for this organization. A lot of Absolutely. people think that Make-A-Wish deals with dying children, and we deal with children with life-threatening illnesses. 85% of our children actually survive. So it's not a heavy organization. It's not, you know, um, a down and out kind of thing. It's really an impactful, empowering, hopeful gift that you're giving people, and then you see the rewards later in life. It's really fantastic. Well, guys, look, we're, we're, we're happy the Bengal fans can help, uh, you know, uh, a little over a little over fifty three hundred dollars, whatever it was to help half yeah. make half a wish come through for a kid. And, and uh, we appreciate it. And thank you guys so much for for being with us tonight. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys and what you guys do. You guys. Thanks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so we'll bring James back on and uh, Tom. And I think what we should do, uh, Tony, we'll put you in the waiting room if it's okay. And we're, we're going to pull you back on here a little bit. But uh, I think what we do now, Malik's in the waiting room. We were going to talk about the tailgate at 820. We're a little bit behind. We don't want to make wait Malik wait any longer. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff to hit with Malik. So uh, without further ado, Tom, you going to do the introduction? I know you love this guy, man. I seen him. I seen him play football at Coleraine High School, uh, and, and dude, he's got a good arm. But he, you know, he's, he doesn't move like I do. Uh, you know, I'm quick. I got the quickness, but he's got a better arm than I do. But you want to do the introduction for Malik? If you would unmute, Tom, you got to unmute yourself. <laughs> Rookie mistake. They got. No, they got me again. Uh, 
He uh, breaks stories like nobody else does. Uh, I think he's either got an office or he has Paul Brown Stadium bugged. But uh, he always uh, he, he's sensational at that. Seems to always have his finger on the pulse. And he covers the Bengals. He covers the nation. He covers multiple sports. But tonight we've got him, and we're very lucky to have him just as the season starts. So, Malik, I don't know if we can pop you on. There is Malik Wright. Hey, I'll, I'll unmute you. Don't worry about it, Malik. I'll unmute you. No, you're still <laughs> muted. There you go. There you go. Can you hear us, Malik? I can hear you guys. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Awesome. You Thank it. you guys for having me on. Yeah, man. Hey, I, I couldn't find those videos of the game up in Cold Rain, man. I was I was hunting those damn things down. I think I deleted all the videos. I should have kept them, Malik. Right. Uh, the historic film. You want to go look at Malik's greatest highlights where I threw for seven touchdowns and one interception. And Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy jumps on. He jumps in the game, and he tosses a couple couple picks I think he threw, right? Or, nah, uh, man, you, you have no proof of that, Malik. There's no picks. <laughs> like my five-yard outs. <laughs> oh, my God, man. It's good, it's good to see you guys, man. It's good to be back here with you guys. Yeah, man. Hey, Malik, we appreciate being with us, bud. But go ahead, Tom. Go ahead and get us kicked off. No, Malik, so, uh, you know, we've asked this of, of just about everybody. I think we even hit on it with you. But being down there and talking to everybody, you know, certainly the national media, their love for Cincinnati and anything good that happens here. The Bengals weren't even off the field at the Super Bowl. We were hearing about Super Bowl hangover. They don't have it. Won't happen. Can't repeat won't be good. And I'm not talking about going to the Super Bowl. So many things have to happen to go about that. But what do you, what do you feel is going on down at uh, Paycor Stadium? Uh, what's, uh, you know, are they ready to go? Do you sense any, any letdown? Or are they just as hungry as they were at the Super Bowl? I think they're hungrier than they were, though, than they were last year. And here's my, my feedback for everyone that you guys see you know, in the national media saying, hey, this team is going to have a hangover, blah, 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 blah. You point to me one media member all across the nation that had the Cincinnati Bengals going to the Super Bowl last year. You won't be able to find one. The purpose of me bringing that up is how can you have a hangover for a game that you weren't even supposed to be at? It was almost like the Bengals were playing with house money, right? They took advantage of an opportunity. One thing they say about teams that make the Super Bowl in the playoffs, it all comes down to health and who can get hot at the right time. The Bengals got hot in the second half of the season, and they were healthy, relatively healthy down the stretch. So when I look at it, I don't think that this Bengals football team is going to have a hangover. I think that's the only thing the national media and the people that, that you the talking heads, that's the only thing you can see them point to to try to make sense of the Bengals making it to the Super Bowl last year. Because – Everybody's looking at it like this team, no way in hell should they have been in the Super Bowl. But I got news for you. When you look at the landscape of the AFC, you name me a team that is better equipped to be back in that same position other than the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll wait because there isn't any. To, uh, to follow up with that, though, Malik, um, I think they're a little deeper, certainly. Oh. Certainly they're more talented on the offensive line. I'm sure there are going to be some growing pains there as the guys get to know each other a little bit. But, you know, other other than certainly the most difficult schedule, which in a way is a compliment, they seem, you know, I think they did everything they could possibly do and maybe even more. They exceeded a lot of offseason expectations here in town with the fan base. For sure. I mean, I, I think that the Cincinnati Bengals, I think you're going to see a coming out party this year. 
a lot of people talk about what they did last year, but people, what people fail to realize is that Zach Taylor never has never had a quarterback like Joe Burrow, right? He's had Ryan Tannehill and Jared Goff. He's never had a guy who could say, hey, here are the keys. It's up to you to drive the car. Now he's got that. So just as well as Joe Burrow was trying to figure out the NFL and recover from an ACL surgery, Zach Taylor was trying to figure out him. They were trying to get used to one another. Now he knows what he has in a quarterback. And I believe he's going to let that dog off the chain. And I think Joe Burrow is going to shock a lot of people. And I, hey, I'm going to say it right here on the show. Joe Burrow is going to lead the NFL in touchdown passes this year. Because I don't think that there is a soul alive on any defense that could stop a three-headed monster and Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. And if you have an answer for them, you don't have an answer for Hayden Hurst. Joe Mix is in that mix now. Oh, yeah. That's the dark horse. That's the dark horse. <laughs> I expect – listen, Joe Mixon – has performed – when you consider the offensive lines he's had to run behind, the guy has performed and exceeded expectations. Now he's got I, – I personally think the best offensive line we've had here in Cincinnati probably since the 2015 season. Um, so, yeah, if you ask me, man, I, I think that I, I think that Joe, Joe Mix is going to shock a lot of people. Uh, yeah, I, I, like, I love Joe Burrow's MVP odds. For those of my, my betters out there, I think Joe Burrow is going to shock a lot of people. I got my main man. Uh, Daniel sitting here watching with me right now. He's a big betting guy. We got our betting show debuting this upcoming Saturday as well, which I'm pumped for. But yeah, Joe Joe Burrow to win MVP. I think that's something people should be looking at. Malik, yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned your betting show. It's been an exciting last seven days for you. Do you yeah. want to uh, <laughs> touch on all the uh, excitement, all the the good news oh. you have to uh, to tell everybody about? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I moved to the great state of Ohio right here in Cincinnati in the Hyde Park area. Really, really pumped to be here, living with one of my best friends, Daniel, and we're, we're running the show together. We just recently uh, partnered with First Star Logistics, uh, came out with some awesome merch too, if you guys can't tell. They sit down with Luke which We do a show with them uh, every single Monday and Wednesday um, at 11 a.m. Eastern time. You can see us there while we're debating all sports, the NFL, the UFC, the NBA, and so much, much more. This is now my second show this week. I got another show tomorrow morning, and then I got a show on Saturday, and I'm really, really pumped about it all. It's, it's been really, really exciting. It's been uh, a crazy last few days, but I wouldn't rather be in any other city doing what I love. Yeah, well, welcome to the Natty, brother. We knew you were coming, man. It's, it's good to have you. Good to have you Thank here. How about you, you had a couple more, buddy? Yeah, Malik, you know, as we, we're looking to the future and the excitement of this season, we do have to deal with this week. Do you see this? Normally, the week the Bengals do it, and we haven't heard any rumblings really about it. Do you see any contract extensions coming this week for the guys that are going to be free agents next year? I don't really see anything uh, coming coming this week down the pipeline. Obviously, I, you know everybody wants to know about the Jesse Bates situation that obviously can't happen because of the franchise tag, and uh, the Bengals won't be able to negotiate with him until obviously next offseason. And I think that's the big fish for them still. I think that's a guy that they still want to bring back. I think everybody is eyeing the Dax and he'll pick up and thinking, oh, we're writing Jesse Bates off. I wouldn't say so. Remember, there are going to be two safeties that are free agents. I've been saying that since the, the night they drafted him. Um, I, I wouldn't write – I wouldn't I wouldn't say that the ship uh, the ship has sailed on the Jesse Bates end. Remember, Von Bell still for agent too. And I think this is a – the Bengals pretty much just covering all their bases. Right. Everybody that's viewing right now, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, any questions for Malik, throw them in there. We'll try to throw as many as we can at him. 
Um, and, and if you're watching on YouTube right now, make sure you, you smash that uh, that subscribe button as well. We got a ton of people watching on YouTube, but we can't track the information on that. So if you're watching on YouTube, please uh, subscribe. Uh, Malik, tell us uh, tell us about any any surprises last week in Cut Down Day. I didn't think anything really surprised me at all, but uh, anything that stuck out to you during Cut Down Day? Nothing really stuck out to me. I was surprised that they kept Bad Moss uh, on the practice spot until they recently obviously cut him and things of that nature. But uh, there was there was really no no not too many things that I would say that were shocking. I think everything was cut and dry. I will say the one that shocked a lot of people maybe Drew Christman. Uh, winning the punting battle, uh, losing the punting battle to Kevin Huber. That really shocked me too much. I know Kevin Huber was dealing with a lot last offseason, a lot of stuff that unfortunately I can't disclose, but I, I think the guy was given a bad break. And I think he had a lot of stuff going on mentally. And I expect to see a stronger season from him this year. Got it. Got it. Hey, so let's let's go to a, a couple of viewer questions. we got a bunch of them in here. Uh, Caleb, you can pop on whichever ones you want right now. So right off the bat, Malik, they were <laughs> your regular season prediction, brother. <laughs> Bengals 13 wins. Ooh. Ooh. Is there a fan that wouldn't take that? Come on now. I say I say 17 and 0, but Malik's gonna be wrong on that one. <laughs> <laughs> 13, 13 hey, wins would be the best regular season of Bengals history. Oh, yeah. Well, this is gonna be that. Listen, this is the this is the year for breaking records. Joe Burrow broke a couple last year. I expect more to be broken this year. All right, we have a question from Lisa here. And as somebody that has some stock in Hayden Hurst and some fantasy teams, Lisa asks, uh, let's see here, your thoughts on on Hayden. Um, is there going to be enough football to go around to uh, oh, yeah. give me any fantasy points this year? If you know anything about and Lisa's awesome. I got to meet her at Bengals Gym's tailgate last year. We took a picture together. She's amazing. Um, I would say um, – I think Hayden Hurst is going to shock a lot of people. If you know one thing about Joe Burrow at LSU, he loved his tight ends. He even made certain people last season look very, very uh, above average, and we know that they are average. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think that we definitely upgraded the tight end position, and I expect that to boom in a big way. So I expect Hayden Hurst to have a fantastic season. I even think that if you have the opportunity to grab him in your fantasy leagues, if you haven't started drafting just yet, definitely grab Hayden Hurst because I think he can perform like a tight end one this year. And staying on that tight end position, um, we saw the white Bronco pull up to uh, Paycor Stadium. O.J. Howard jumped out of it. Yeah. He stayed for a little bit, jumped back in that white Bronco, and drove it to Houston. What the yeah. heck happened? Devin Asiasi, that's what happened. Uh, the Bengals part playing for him, didn't think they were going to get him, and they wound up getting him. And it's like, okay, now we have an overabundance at the tight end position. Uh, would you want O.J. Howard, who's been dealing with injuries and things of that nature, and who's asking for a little bit more security, or would you want a, a guy that's on his rookie deal still and you just pick him off of waivers and it really didn't – you didn't really have to cost you too, too much, if you will. It was a no-brainer for them. I wasn't thrilled about it personally, but yeah, I'm not the one calling the shots. Yeah. It, it's funny. So uh, our producer in the back right now, Caleb, is sending private messages, but he's also – uh, got on YouTube and I think posted this too. He really wants to know best prop bets, lock locks of the year. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. I'm going to do you guys a huge, huge favor. Hold on one second. Daniel, come in here. Pull on the screen. Daniel is our betting guy. He is my co-host of the sit down with Malik, right? And he's Jim for the first time. Daniel, give the people your two best prop bets locks of the year. So, so I appreciate being on here, guys. It, it's a pleasure. Malik's talked a lot about you guys. So 
the two best prop bets because we do a lot right we do you know weekly prop bets but i'm going to give you two prop bets for the entire nfl season number one travis etn over 1000 uh, scrimmage yards right the reason why we like this is because he's going to get a lot of work in the new jaguar system all i needed to see was one preseason game i saw him play one full series and they were going to use him like a workhorse in the running game and in the passing game his scrimmage yards is set at 1000 hammer the over and also since we're you know on the Bengals podcast might as well joe mixon over i think 1250 yeah. scrimmage yards yeah. he's hit that in three of the past four years he's going to get a ton of work this year i really don't see the reason why the line is so low people are saying you know there's a lot of mouths to feed he hit that with a you know not the best offensive line and you improved the offensive line hammer the over joe mixon and travis Etienne. both of those guys love it oh now two props for the week two props for the week we you know not, <laughs> we haven't necessarily you know hammered those in but there are a couple lines we like i mean i don't want to give too much out but the broncos over the seahawks hammer that and also obviously the Bengals over the steelers i would parlay those two money line gets yourself you know some pretty good odds so those are my two favorite easy money easy money hey hey so if anybody's been following these guys especially the league for the past few years these guys it's pretty damn amazing how come how how they how they know stuff i, I don't know i think they're better than vegas at times but uh oh. we, we appreciate the prop bets because i can tell you right now i can see caleb in the in the in the back right now putting bets down right now uh so seriously we're we're one of the first people here in cincinnati i think we might be the first people here in cincinnati that are really starting to take over the betting scene um as well and we we know betting doesn't become legal in ohio until january 1st well we're like, like a lot of the things that we do we like to be the first to do you know anything if you will but more so we want to we want to do it the correct way the right way if you will and uh you know i'm, I'm pretty excited about uh, everything that we're going to do this upcoming year i'm excited for the betting show that's getting launched on saturday we're not we don't and we cover everything not just from you know the nfl we cover the ufc we cover the nba so a lot of fun stuff happening i'm really really pumped up about it yeah that's that's awesome bro. Hey, you're, you're one of our favorite followers uh i know tom james and i and jamie and everybody caleb we and tony we love following you and, and uh not just during football season we love following you in the off season as well man you bring a lot of good insight you and your folks yeah, man Thank you. All right, so let's let's change gears just slightly. If you got a couple more minutes, uh, we we really want to let's talk about the rest of the AFC North, guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of folks picking the uh, the Ratbirds to win it. Uh, people giving you know better expectations for the city near West Virginia uh, to do pretty good this year, uh, and then the city up north. Talk about uh, our three division rivals here and what your thoughts are around them. Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Mike Tomlin will have his first losing season as the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. That is not a bold take. That is Malik, Malik, Malik. Now we got you on full screen. Can you say that again? Can you repeat that? Mike Tomlin will have his first losing season as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers this year. Yeah, there's a a clip right there, bro. Yep, they have the worst offensive line that I've seen. It's absolutely abysmal. The defensive line isn't as dominant. I think people are starting to catch on to what they like to do. I think their defensive schemes to get a little older. Obviously, they'll still have their their games in which they have apply pressure on the quarterback. But I also think their defensive backcourt still sucks outside of Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, in terms of the Ravens, I think the Ravens are going to struggle offensively. Um, they're not going to be still – I mean, they're still going to get theirs. Jeremy Lamar Jackson is still a phenomenal player, but they're not that same offensive juggernaut. It's pretty much a one-trick pony. It's, a, it's kind of – they might run the wishbone offense this year. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. 
Um, but I, you know, they go out there, they add a bunch of tight ends, they lose the speedy element in Hollywood Brown, take them off the team. Now they got Rashad Bateman. Don't expect uh, too much, uh, too much out of the Baltimore Ravens. Although I, I think the Baltimore Ravens might be our closest competition in the division because I do expect their defense to still be, um, you know, classic that the classic Baltimore Ravens defense. I think the Cleveland Browns will get in their own way. Uh, obviously, they don't have a capable quarterback right now, and they've got a lot of stuff going on with them that, you know. It's just interesting to say the least, but Jacoby Brissett, needless to say, isn't that guy. He's a guy that might be able to win him a, a game or two, I think, personally, but I just don't think the team is as talented. Um, and yeah, so I'm not really expecting too much of the Cleveland Browns. I think the division is going to come down to the Bengals and the Ravens, and I expect the Bengals to win the division going away. Going back to the uh, Ravens, Malik, um, touching on the Lamar Jackson situation, we know they're in the midst of contract talks. If you had a bet sitting here today, September 6, 2022, is Lamar Jackson in Miami coming up, or do you see him getting a long-term deal with a lot of that guaranteed money that uh, he's asking for? I don't think he's going to get that guaranteed money that he's asking for, and I think the Ravens are very hesitant on it for good reason, obviously. Um, it, it's rough. It's rough to see where his landing spot's going to be because obviously with the, the, the franchise tag and things of that nature, I'm, I'm not quite sure what to make of the, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson negotiations. I, I think it's interesting the guys negotiating without an agent. Um, especially when you, when you look at it, he's asking for things. And like, I think the, the big thing that the Ravens want to see is that progression that you see, see from, from some of these other uh, quarterbacks. And I understand there's a lot of guaranteed money being thrown out right now, but it's also, you got, you got to earn it. You got to earn it. And I just think that with Lamar Jackson's play style, it's kind of a risky business to get into with playing that, uh, that guaranteed money talk. So if you will, so it's going to be interesting to see if they're able to agree on, agree on something. Tom? You know, Malik, we were talking about, you know, how the Bengals finished last year. One of my takes at the at the end of the year, even through the playoffs, is the Bengals never played their best game. They never played a near-perfect football game for 60 minutes. Yeah. You know, both games against Kansas City and so forth. I still think that's ahead of them. How do you see the defense being with that? Because the defense is what really turned on the playoffs, made the big plays. Do you think all the pieces are there, at least with the starting 11? I know there's maybe some concern with some depth in certain position areas. But do you think everything is there? Do you think that they're comfortable enough with the scheme to turn it up and have that championship defense? Oh, yeah. I definitely think that the players are comfortable in the scheme. I think Lou did, did a fantastic job. It's been here. He was setting foundations from year one when he first took over as defense coordinator. Now he's finally got his guys in there. I'm excited to see how Just Vasai does pairing with uh, Trey Hendrickson. And you got Sam Hubbard. Moving into, moving into three tech at times, splitting time with BJ Hill and a reader, obviously, and rushing the passer. I think we're going to see a lot of interesting defensive schemes this year from Luan Rumo on different blitzes that he's going to run at, run at you. Because I, I think that the Bengals defensive line is pretty deep. One of my favorite guys on the defensive line for the Bengals is Jeff Gunter. I was super excited when they were able to get him. And uh, I think he's going to shock a lot of people in a depth piece. And I think down the road he could possibly turn into a starter. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty pumped up about this Bengals defensive line. I want to see Akeem Davis gave to take that next step at the linebacker position. Uh, I like what I've seen from Jermaine Pratt. Um, I think this is a contract year for Jermaine Pratt, so I'm pretty sure he's going to be playing with his hair on fire. Well, he doesn't have the hair, so he'll be playing with his beard on fire. Um, and uh, I think Logan Wilson is going to continue to be the best linebacker that we have, and I expect uh, great things from this from the secondary as well. Hoping I'm rooting for my, my, my man Eli Apple on the boundary as well. Absolutely. There's a good question in here. We'll, we'll keep it just for another minute here. Uh, I, I thought John uh, Stanger asked a good question here. 
you know, with the improvement on the offensive line, uh, I think what was it 70 sacks last year. Uh, what is your over and under on sacks allowed by the Bengals this year? See, that's tough because Joe Burrow also leads himself into a lot of sacks because yeah. of the way he plays. He holds up the ball a lot longer than you than, than it's less ideal, if you will. But he's he's always looking for a guy to get open. That's why he's always looking for that big play. Oh, man, this is tough. Uh, I would say that uh, what is my over under? I mean, he got sacked what? How many times last year? Seven. Too many. Too many. Too many. I would say yeah. 44 sacks, and I would say I would take the under. I would take the under on Joe Burrow being sacked 44 times. I think he will probably get sacked about 38, 37, but I don't think it'll be a lot of him to be on the offensive line. I think a lot of it will be on him. So because it, it, he it, and that sack that sack total was the entire year playoffs and Super Bowl as well. Okay. So. Uh, we'll, we'll take four. We'll take forty sacks uh, through the Super Bowl with a W. So we'll be good. Yeah, Tom, I think you had another one, buddy. Yeah, it kind of piggybacking on James' question before about Lamar Jackson, Malik. It's going into next year. You think the Bengals extend Joe Burrow next year, and you think they're prepared to do it? You think money's going to be a problem? Do you no. think Joe's going to be a problem if we listen to CJ Uzama? No, don't listen to CJ Uzama. He's over in New York, better. Uh, what I'll say to you is, I think. The Bengals are salivating. I don't think I actually know this was told to me. The Bengals are salivating for the opportunity to extend Joe Burrow the second that they get the chance to extend Joe Burrow, they're going to do so. So good, perfect. Yep, good stuff. James, anything else? I don't want to. I mean, I've kept him longer, kept Malik a little bit longer than I told him. But uh, yeah, we'll do one more viewer questions. And again, we appreciate Malik joining us, and we appreciate hey. everybody that uh, that tunes in every week. Uh, we'll do the last question here by. Jared Wolf, who's your breakout player this year for our beloved Bengals? That is a good question. Great well, question. It is a great question. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a different, a, a non-sexy position here. Okay, Jonah Williams. I think Jonah Williams is going to be the breakout player for the Bengals this year. I think Jonah Williams is going to be that left tackle that we're all expecting him to be, and I think he's going to shock a lot of people. Um, I think yeah. Jonah Williams is phenomenal. I think he now have, finally has the core around him in which he can excel. I think that this is another year in the Frank Pollock system, another year with Joe Burrow as his quarterback, and another year of him obviously playing or playing with that new – I know he reshaped his body last year to you know fill out and be more of a, a bigger guy, if you will. I, I think that Jonah Williams is going to be the biggest breakout player this year. Any yeah, chance I, of – you? You did mention the fact that uh, don't expect any contract extensions. He'd be somebody that's that's eligible. Nothing will happen between now and uh, Sunday with with him possibly getting extended long term. Wait, who, who's that? With Jonah. I I don't see Jonah getting extended before Sunday. I, I think he will get extended, obviously, but I I think that uh, this is a proven year for him as well. I think he needs to prove himself a little bit more. Got it. At Malik, I like the breakout player, Jonah Williams. Uh, people always like the, you know, the the skill position players when you talk about that because that's where my head goes right off the bat. Because my personal belief and opinion is, I mean, I hope, I really think Chris Evans uh, is going to get some great opportunities. He's going to have a great. I was going to go there. I, I was yeah. going to. I, I was. Gonna, I was going to go there. I think that Ed, Chris Evans is going to be huge as a pass catcher out of the backfield. We even saw strides of it last year, especially in the Lions yeah. game. I think we're going to see yeah. some more of that. Uh, and it's a shame because when I look at Chris Evans, I, I always go back to Giovanni Bernard. And I'm like, damn, what well, could have been? 
you know, if we would have just used him the way that I think that Gio was so talented, was capable of being used before the ACL tears and stuff. But um, no, I, I think that Chris Evans is going to be a phenomenal addition uh, to this Bengals football team. I'm excited to see him in the return game as well. The guy's electric. Well, hey, man, we, we appreciate you being on with us tonight. Tell everybody right now where they can find you, your new show, your YouTube, everything. If you give a scoop to everybody. Awesome. So I'm going to go, go on a big of a spiel real quick, guys. So you access the show. You simply go to the YouTube and you type in the sit down with Malik Wright. I want everybody to do that. Go, go type in the sit down with Malik Wright. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Leave a like. We greatly appreciate it all. Uh, thank you to First Star, obviously, for – believing in us and going on this journey with crazy, crazy dude from New Jersey who just believes in his vision, believes in his process, and uh, loves his Bengals. But, uh, no, uh, that's where you guys can follow us. Obviously, you can find me on Twitter at Right Report, things of that nature. And Bengals Gym, the, the cool thing as well, my man, uh, this Sunday I, I want to talk to you about a little bit more. But we're going to be doing a giveaway. One thing that I wanted to do with me being in Cincinnati is I wanted to increase uh, the, the, the game day environment right the game day experience if you will obviously Bengals jim does a phenomenal job he's the goat of it all and he does a fantastic job with his tailgate and i, I truly truly mean that. i don't think there's there's anyone doing it better in any fan base um but i i'd say that got me motivated to want to do more for the fan base so if you guys can find me uh on sunday i'll be giving away free copies of madden 23. Um, around 11 a.m., I'll be doing some Bengals trivia questions, cha challenging you guys' knowledge of uh, your, your Bengals, whether it's the history of the Bengals or even maybe some current stuff. You get it right, we'll have copies for all systems in terms of Xbox One, PS5, and things of that nature. So if you guys can find me, I'll, I should be in Hilltop, uh, Hilltop Lot. I think that's where I'm supposed to be right now. I'm not sure. Maybe I can... Maybe Bengals Jim helped me out there with something, but uh, I, you know, if you guys want to win a free copy of Madden, come find me, and we can take some pictures and meet each other as well. So, are you telling me you're not coming to our tailgate? <laughs> no, I'm coming to your tailgate. Bengals, <laughs> if, you, if you give me if you get me on the mic for five minutes, I'll be able to do a trivia well, with people. Hey, so just to let you know, we happen to have a sound system and a mic. You got it, brother. Just come on down and talk to James. James is going to direct that. We got you. Never mind. You guys can catch us at Bengals Gym's tailgate. <laughs> there you go. We're going to have one copy, one copy for us for a special guest that uh, that'll be down there after uh, Malik rubs elbows with Seg over there in the first Star Logistics uh, tailgate. Uh, he's going to make an appearance with us. He's going to bring one of those. We're going to put him on the spot here, and one lucky winner Sunday at Bengal Gym's is going to get a copy of Madden. How's that? Yes, sir. I love the sound of that. I love the sound of Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, Malik, we'll, 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 Ken Anderson's going to be there, but we're going to give you the mic and not Kenny. He'll be drinking, so we'll be good. Okay. <laughs> I Malik, appreciate Malik. it. Hey, man, thanks for being with us, man. We'll see you Sunday, big dog. Absolutely, brother. Thanks a ton, Malik. See you guys next thanks, time. Congratulations. See ya. <laughs> He's always good, man. He's always fun. I know, I know Caleb's in the background writing down all the prop bets and stuff. He's already probably got his money on these bets now. So Caleb's gonna share any money with him? You know, that's a good idea. Like if, if you do win, Caleb, you gotta go like give him 10% of your winnings or something. I don't know. I'm just gonna say he's never shared any with me. 
Yeah, I, uh, I actually subscribe to Malik's betting Patreon. I pay Malik every month for his picks. Even when he doesn't win, I pay for Malik's picks. I was just trying to get a couple of them out there for uh, for free for the viewers. No, I, I've been a I've been a paid Patreon for quite a while. His UFC picks and his NFL draft picks are the truth. Like he he literally nailed one through seven this year. And I mean, you were you were there. You know how much money I won off of it. I mean, it was it was insane. I mean, he he knew it weeks before. He knew where everyone was being drafted. It was it was phenomenal. So I'm going to pop right. up. A, we're going to change gears because it's getting close to that time. I'm going to pop up a graphic here. Okay. There's this graphic. If you've been to the tailgate, you've probably seen this guy. You're like, man, that guy looks familiar. Seeing him, he's, he's at the tailgate helping with whatever needs done. Setup, teardown, DJing, lighting your cigar, drinking a, drinking a Kenny's. He's there. He's a big part behind the scenes. But this year, we've expanded his role. Right, Bengal Jim? He did. We did. And there he is. Look at him. Without the, without the Versace sunglasses, here he is in the, in the flesh. And Mark, welcome. Tell, tell everybody what, uh, what's going to happen this year. Uh-oh. You're mute. If we get, if uh -oh. we only he was working it. fine earlier. Oh. Are we Rick good now? Steak. Yes. You're good. All right. Sorry about that. So uh, I'll say first, thanks for having me. And uh, so, you know, obviously we do stuff by the fans for the fans and we love tailgating. It's a huge part, but it seems, you know, sometimes a lot of it gets missed in a lot of the things that we do and we're always running around and hooking this up or taking the trash out. So uh, we're going to have a little segment on the show called On the Mark. And basically I will be interviewing fans during the tailgate and I'll be asking a few different questions. Uh, we'll even have this during the bye weeks. And when that happens, uh, I'll be, you know, somewhere downtown Cincinnati or somewhere around the great, you know, tri-state area. And I'll be interviewing fans and just getting their ideas and just trying to have a little bit more fun and take more pictures and show more of the actual tailgate experience. So we appreciate uh, you joining us, having you on board. It is uh something that that's often overlooked you know we, we get the messages on social media hey what's the particulars on bangle gyms there's a cost to attend what do i need do i need a ticket can i park there um and and it's so much fun down there and it's so busy that day but a lot of the the fun that we have we, we can't share because we're going a million different directions so mark's offered to uh step up kind of capture some of that fun that happens on sundays in lot e the southeast corner of uh Paycor Stadium in Lottie. As he mentioned, he's going to interview fans. So we'll have that segment on the following week. And then when the Bengals aren't at home and we're not tailgating in, in, in Lottie, um, Mark's going to go out in the streets and interview fans. It could be at the mall. It could be downtown. It could be uh, people still go to the mall, outdoor mall, maybe. Um, anyways, he'll be out there in the, uh, in the trenches. Um, with some questions, you may win a prize. You may just get a high five. You know who knows. So, Mark, we're excited to uh, to have you on board. We appreciate uh, everything you've done for years behind the scenes. And now, since you got the face for uh, TV, we're bringing you up front on camera. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you, Jimmy. Am I forgetting anything? Yeah, man, that picture right there, Mark. I don't know who in the hell. I don't know what you were doing. I don't know. I don't know. It's good. Nah, man. Let's 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 do this real quick. Let's go through the rest of this. Then we got it. We got something to end it here uh, quickly. But let's bring on Tony. Let's bring on Caleb. 
Uh, so, guys, uh, also that we talked about earlier uh, at the tailgates, you know, this year, the thing that we're going to do a, a little differently is continue to work with the charities this week. We've got Ken Anderson Alliance. Ken Anderson Alliance bringing about six of their people down, along with Ken Anderson and the president of the organization, Kevin Potts. Um, Tony's going to be facilitating that fundraiser that day. The, the charity folks are going to go throughout the tailgate uh, with the Tony. What are we doing? Are we doing raffles? Are we doing cards again? What do you? What, have you made a decision on that yet? Yeah, I think we're going to go with our cards where we just rip the cards in half, and uh, you know, you get your keep your half, and we'll have the other half, and uh, hoping to sell out multiple decks. Uh, make sure you bring the cash. Uh, we will have some Venmo available, uh, but looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So Tony and Carrie last year were running their butts off during the tailgate. Couldn't even have a whole lot of fun because they were working so hard with the charities. Now they're just going to be facilitating. They're still going to be involved, uh, but they'll have people helping them go through the crowd uh, and everything. And, and Caleb, Caleb will be there as usual. Uh, and at, uh, at ten thirty, at ten thirty. No, he's going to be there, there earlier. Right? He's going to be there earlier. I, I got him. I got money on this. We're going to have a a segment of the show. What time Caleb arrives to the tailgate, Mark? Maybe you can include that in your segment. I'll Don't. write that down. All right. And then another thing, another thing for the tailgate, we want to mention our buddy um, Dell was 16 yep. lots. Uh, actually, maybe all three. You might see all three of the four of those people at the tailgate. Uh, who knows? But one thing that is um, certain, Dell will be there with the 16 lots, as we mentioned multiple times. Uh, Ken Anderson Alliance and Kenny will um, be there leading a um, toast again. And then if you've um, watched social media all week, uh, you're going to have an opportunity to um, to eat some of this yummy food. Let's see. Um, we want to tell people that um, you don't have tickets, whether it's this week, whether it's a Thursday night game, whether it's down the road. You can go online. You don't even have to go to a Gold Star store. You can register for tickets to, um, to the Bengals games. Uh, just go to their um, website. And then uh, speaking of Gold Star – we have the gentleman in the bottom left that um, enjoyed some as part of the uh, taste of Cincinnati, Jimmy and, and Caleb. I think you um, had some bites of that. And, and it wasn't just the, uh, the the Coney's. I believe they had hamburgers there, too. Um, yeah. yeah to hey, sample. Hey, real, real quick. It, it's funny. You, you, you hear people talk about Gold Star, Gold Star Chili. But let me tell you, Caleb and Tony and I and Carrie and Trish and everybody, it was their hamburgers are absolutely amazing. Uh, and I got a feeling you're going to see some burgers down at the tailgate this year, too. This is a this is a major partnership with us and Gold Star, guys. Uh, they're going to have about 500 conies down there uh, for a Sunday. So it is going to be one hell of a time down there Sunday. And, and a lot of great Gold Star chili and probably some burgers at some point. So we're firming up some more stuff with them here by the end of the week. So uh, very cool stuff. And, and cool one, stuff. Other, one other graphic we're going to show. We don't recommend this at home. I don't believe it was warmed up. We recommend you put uh, one of Kenny's day drinking beers in the Bengal Jim koozie, not a can of uh, Gold Star, but here we see our friend, uh, the Bengalorian, that uh, decided to chug some. Again, I don't, can't confirm if it was warmed up or not, but uh, you'll get a chance to see uh, the Bengalorian Sunday at uh, Bengal Jim's as well. So uh, if you want to be seen with, with celebrities, just come to the southeast corner of uh, Paycor Stadium, have some fun, meet the charities. Meet Ken Anderson, Tony the Tiger, Bengal Jim, the Bengalorian, and say hi. Yeah, real quick, got to talk about Camp Washington Chili. Uh, was a partner of ours most of last year. Maria down there just cannot wait uh, to do that again with us. So not just one, but two chili places 
two of the best of the city, but Camp Washington Chili will be there. But also a big surprise, every game we got three restaurants this year. Opening day, we got Gold Star, Camp Washington, and also Gomez Tacos is going to be down there. Now they're they're setting up a very high-end nacho bar, and if you've never seen their stuff, they're going to be getting down there at, uh, I think, 5, 6 in the morning uh, to set to, to cook all this stuff and bring it down. But we got three restaurants, I think Luke and, and – uh, and Joe, we're bringing about 40 pounds, 40 to 50 pounds of pulled pork. We got uh, just all kinds of stuff going on, guys. Uh, and, and, and uh, one other Reese. thing, one yep. other thing, if we're trying to get some of these at the tailgate, can't guarantee that. If you're in town, if you're coming in town for the Bengals game, stop by Cincy Shirts. You'll be guaranteed to, uh, to get one of those. We are trying to get some limited supplies at the tailgate. Not confirmed. Our buddy Josh at, at Cincy Shirts is doing everything he can to um, to make that happen. Obviously, we will have uh, the koozies there. But if you're in town, stop by Cincy Shirts over the weekend. Um, their three locations will be open. And uh, maybe if we get lucky, we might have some available um, Sunday at the tailgate. But you mentioned another uh, – Person we're going to have down, Alicia. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your toes. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. There's so much stuff going on. We're trying to cram this in here at the last minute. Uh, so, Ken Anderson, uh, Malik's going to be down there. We got a bunch of other folks coming down, some surprises, Bengal families. Uh, but Alicia Reese, uh, the uh, Hamilton County Commissioner, will be at the tailgate doing a toast for us. She's also going to talk a little bit about what's going on across the street. I think it's called the Black Music Walk of Fame uh, that will be there. So, Alicia, good friend of the show. Uh, Got to meet her, know her really, really well last year. A lot of different events we attended, but Alicia Reese will also be there. And you'll probably run into some Bengal front office people. Uh, they seem to kind of come down and check out the crowd uh, during the tailgate as well. But, uh, man, uh, I tell you what, th this is something new. We're going to try this. We're going to keep everybody in the screen. And uh, Tom has been working really hard for this uh, the last couple of weeks, but we've got our first. Hey, folks, it's Tom. For the two-minute warning. Tom, we got a two-minute warning, bro. We got it. Here we go. Joe Walter of everybody. Yeah, Joe Walter. And guys, Tom was on the phone with me, I don't know, late last week. And I probably sent 20-something text messages out. I got a response from half of them. We're going to have more players uh, with that two-minute warning. We've got a, a couple more we already got in the, in the that we have saved in here. But we have more coming. But two-minute warning, guys. Let's go through it. Everybody in the screen. We'll go ahead and start with you, Tom, if it's okay. No, no problem. First thing I wanted to ask James from uh, all the pictures that were shown up, is it possible for the Bangalorean to shotgun a beer with that mask on? Just, I don't know. Get know he'll, be there. He'll, he'll, he'll be there. We can, we can ask. One other celebrity that uh, we didn't mention is courtesy of our friends Craig and Matt at Cincy Beer Fest. Big Burrow will be there. So if you've never been down, and I'm not stealing your thunder time, we'll reset the shot clock for you. If you've never been down and you kids like, where's Spangle Gyms? I can't find it. Look for the 35-foot tall, world's largest Joe Burrow with the white jersey on. When you see that, just come straight towards. It's like Mecca, like just like Gregorian chants. You can start hearing those, and then you'll see the wave of uh, Bengals fans. And come on in, introduce yourself, and say hi. All right, Tom. Ran over. Yeah, no problem. Um, I agree with Malik's assessment of all of our competition in the AFC North. That being said, you know, the Steelers had a down year last year, and they still made the playoffs. They're dangerous. 
And, uh, you know, it's, the Bengals are going to have to have their A game together. Um, you know, nothing less than the best, but I, I think they're up to the task. I think uh, they have progressed exactly the way Coach Taylor wanted them to. And I think uh, Joe Burrow is healthy. And I think the defense is ready to get after that Steeler offensive line and whoever they have back there at quarterback. Harass Trubisky. Don't let him get in a rhythm. You know, don't let him be that quarterback that he was the year he did make the Pro Bowl. So, but uh, I think it's going to be a great way to start off the season and get everybody fired up. So get down to Bengal Jim's tailgate early and be ungodly loud inside Paycor Stadium. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Caleb. All right. I'm going to uh, go with what's behind me. Um, I'm going to highlight on the game. Uh, some few people in the chat ask about score predictions. I got 34-10 Bengals. Um, that's uh, that's my prediction for the weekend, and a lot of beers drinking, a lot of go. a lot of shotgun contest, um, a lot of beers drinking. Bengal Lauren, if you're listening, I, I want to chug a beer against you. Let's let's do this. And uh, also uh, throughout the year, I want to do my two best bets that I'm going to do each year. Obviously, we're not going to have Malik on every every week. I want to do my best two bets that aren't Bengals related. And uh, I'm going with this week with Kyle Pitts over receiving yards and Elijah Moore anytime touchdown. Those are my two predictions for this week. And, All right. uh, over to you, James. Excited for the weekend. We've got so much going on. Uh, so much, as, as we've said, goes on behind the scenes, whether it's Tony's charity work, where it's Craig and Dell getting the, uh, the beer, Craig doing the Bengal bombs, Jimmy just doing so much of the the legwork on the on the food side. One thing we haven't touched on, our friends at Cincinnati Music Accelerator, Kick Lee will have an announcement um, this week on our social media, announcing uh, Kick will be there doing all of our audio um, this year. We have a special uh, acoustic set on Sunday with our buddy um, Chad Ishmael. So DJ, live music, T-shirts, charity. Bengal bombs. It's like a, a three-ring circus down there at uh, Lottie. Again, come on by. Um, we do have um, donation jars. If you're enjoying the the food and drink, pitch in. We have uh, the great charity um, items. See Tony for the specifics on that. And um, see Mark if you want to be uh, on the segment. Get with Mark. You might uh, make the uh, cut and air on Bengal Jim show next week. And uh, a lot of fun. So uh, look forward to it. And look forward to seeing all of our uh, friends down there at uh, Lottie. Tony? Thanks. I'm really excited for the year. Um, I'm very passionate about the charity, as some of you guys know. So uh, I'm really excited about what we got planned for you guys this year. Uh, looking forward to interacting with everyone, seeing everyone back at the jungle. Uh, very excited. It's going to be a, a hell of a long week for us as we wait for Sunday to come up. So uh, just looking for, for a great time with you guys. And uh, you know what? with the charity work that we do, I just want to make everybody understand that every, every little dollar that we earn is a hundred percent to that charity. And we make a big difference. Um, it really does. So uh, appreciate everyone who day. Awesome. Here's uh, one thing, Jimmy, before you go, we have uh, somebody that uh, tuned in late, miss uh, Shelly Johnson. Did you miss the duck race? Unfortunately, Shelly, you did. Jessica Alcock was that the, uh, the, yep. the lady's name that won. 
Um, so congratulations to Jessica. And this kind of brings it a good point. If you missed any of the show and you want to go back and watch it, uh, go to YouTube. Uh, you can subscribe, watch it there. We also have an audio version podcast. If you're driving in your car and just want to listen to the audio portion, uh, you can do that as well. Jim, go ahead and close this out. Actually, Mark, Mark, go ahead, buddy. Oh, I just want to say I can hardly contain my excitement. I can't wait up, wait to wake up at five o'clock in the morning on Sunday to head down to the stadium and set up. Um, we do a lot of events throughout the year, so I've gotten to see a lot of people. But it's, you know, when you go to games and you see people every week, they almost become like a family. So I can't wait to see the rest of my orange and black family down at the stadium on Sunday. Who day? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, real quick, guys. Uh, PSA, public service announcement for every Bengal fan. I, I don't want to hear one Bengal fan complaining about not being able to get parking and being getting late into the game. Get down there early. If you were going to leave at 10, I would tell you to leave at 8.30. Get down there early. Uh, the, the parking is limited down there. you got the, the practice bubble, the hilltop that's not moved yet. There's still limited parking. The county uh, and, and Bengals are trying to work through. It's easily resolved. Just get down there early. Find a spot. Uh, Second or third street, go wherever you northern Kentucky and walk across. There's plenty of parking, but you got to make sure you get there early. If you leave at 10, 10 30 the house to get down to the game, you're going to have trouble finding parking and, get into, and getting into that game on time. Get down there, get down there early. And guys, if you can get down there before nine, that'd be great because you can help us set up. We have a lot of stuff to set up this week. So, uh, rain, snow, sleet, or shine, it doesn't matter. We will be down there ready to go. Uh, keep an eye on the weather, it does matter. Just dress appropriately. And guys, next week, uh, this journey started April 2020 with a online virtual draft party. We had no idea three years later, two and a half years later, we'd still be here doing what we're doing because we're having a hell of a lot of fun with you. Our hundredth episode. It doesn't count all the specials, what we've done, all the different things we've done. In actual episodes that we do, our hundredth episode, guys, is next week. A hundred episodes. Uh, we have a very special guest, Jamie's favorite person. Marissa Contapelli will be with us uh, next Tuesday uh, from 8 to 9. we got some surprises for everybody uh, next week. I'm going to strongly urge you to tune in next week for our 100th episode, celebrating uh, our 1-0 start against that city near West Virginia, guys. We'll see you down there. Like Tom said, get down there, get down there early, but be loud and proud in that stadium. Make it miserable as hell uh, for that for that city near West Virginia on the field. We'll see you guys uh, this Sunday. Good day, everybody. Good day. Good day. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom. No. <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. 
Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.